It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's the home stretch here on Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast. If you don't subscribe to the show, make sure you do wherever you get your audio. Hello to our YouTube viewers. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notifications bell there, and spread the word. Tell people they can watch the show there as well as hear it on The Bet in Las Vegas on the radio. Mo Moten, he's a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. At Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-N, M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully, and we are talking Raiders football. We're going to get to your mail in just a second, but Mo is steaming. You can see him. He's moving around. He's 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 twitchy. He's not very happy. Raider Nation, what's going on out there? Devontae Adams says he doesn't see eye to eye with the front office on the offense. He doesn't say he wants a trade. He doesn't say he's he's going to leave. He doesn't say he's not coming to the team. But as usual, the Twitter machine goes from zero to 200 miles an hour. See, he's done. He wants out. He wants it. And he said nothing like that. Mo, break it down on why you were getting triggered by some of the reaction to the Devontae Adam comments. So how, I was having a good morning. You know, it's, <laughs> what is it? it's Tuesday. I had some bacon and eggs. It's a good day. It's a good start, you know pork bacon like that slab bacon great you know yeah i go to my twitter account i see bleacher report my employer uh put out a, put out a column devonta answers to see eye to eye he has some questions about the offense and basically i put out a tweet saying if he feels that way he's not the only one in that locker room who feels that way because players talk to each other and that the leader of, of that locker room has some concerns i'm sure other guys around him also have similar concerns i put the phone down i come back Three minutes later, I'm seeing all of these Devonte Adams trade scenarios. Oh, he's going to the Jets. Oh, he's going to the Saints <laughs> with Derek Carr. Oh, he's going here. He's going here. I'm like, guys, did you did you read the article? And no. I'm like, you know what? After I after my tweet, I made sure Marin Fader, who used to rifle Beach Report as a freelancer, did a yeah. fantastic job profiling Devonte Adams. Basically, the person he is now, how he's mature from his um, short period between Green Bay and Las Vegas. You know, why he came to the Raiders and just a lot of other things, how he wanted to validate himself away from Aaron Rodgers. And it, it's all in the column. It's a great, again, it's a great profile by Marin Fisher. He did a great job. And people ran with that quote as, as to say, oh, he's unhappy. He's probably going to get traded next year. He's probably going to get traded before the de trade deadline. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, if you're putting Devontae Adams on the Jets, you obviously didn't read the column because number one, the column starts out saying, he was anxious about the all-pro honors uh, that coming out because he wanted to validate himself, again, away from Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to show people that he is a great wide receiver, one of the best, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, away from Aaron Rodgers. Right. There's no way he's going to go back into that situation with Aaron Rodgers. The other thing was he left Green Bay partially because he didn't know what Aaron Rodgers' future was going to hold. So there's no way he's going to go to the Jets which, it, by the way, is across country from his family because part of the reason he's on the Raiders now is because he wanted to be closer to his family. Right. So in no way he's going to go further away from his family than Green yep. Bay to yep. New York 
cross country with Aaron Rodgers back with the same quarterback he tried to validate himself away from and go through that whole thing again where he doesn't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year or not. So once people started plugging Adams with the Jets, I knew they didn't read the column. The other thing is we live in a society where people don't read anyway. So (laughs) you can put out the night, the best column ever, an award-winning piece. People won't read it. They'll just say, okay, give me the juicy parts, and I'll run with that and have my opinions. And And I told people, every tweet, with every tweet that I made about that topic, I said, read the column it's a great column it's not yeah. just because yeah. she used to rifle bleach report not no. because we're cool it's a great column it's a great but, profile it lets you it, into the mind of Devonte adams read it please correct and two things well, number one she was also on our good friend q myers show over on raider nation radio it was a good listen so if you haven't listened to that so people it's amazing to me today and this goes for politics this goes for sports it, it doesn't matter what it is People get all bent out of shape, and they haven't even read it. Now, if you read it and get bent out of shape, fine. At least you're coming from a point of knowledge. You've read it, and you can say, okay, here's where I saw this or I saw that. Even if I disagree with you, cool. I'm going to say, all right, you read the piece. You get it. But people don't read it, and people want to jump from zero to outrage quickly especially if it supports now listen we understand and i and you and i have been sympathetic and don't argue against raiders fans who are negative about the coaching staff right now especially josh mcdaniels i get it and i'm not arguing that you're wrong i think he's got a lot to prove but people are they they get into a negative mindset and everything that comes out is a negative mindset and so Devonte adams says something in the scope of a larger piece which to your point, Mo, you're absolutely 100% right, which is gives great insight to the man's thoughts, his personality, what his motivation is. And if you read the piece, yes, he's sending a signal to his front office, hey, we got to do something. I'm ready to go. I want to win. I didn't come here to just collect a paycheck. I want to prove myself. To your point, he wants to prove that he can be the best receiver in the game without Aaron Rodgers. But he also wants to win. And so he's telling his team, it's no different from what he said right after Derek Carr got benched. And and after the end of the season, he basically said the same thing, maybe different words. So it's been consistent. I don't understand why people will not read. I do. And it's just people don't want to take the time because it, listen, when you're on social media... Right. First of all, when you're on social media, the, your first reaction isn't to let me do my research. A lot of for a lot of people, it's let me react to what I see in front of me. And a lot of people fall into this trap. I used to fall into this trap of just reading what was clipped out. You're reacting yeah. to, to to the part yeah. that was removed from the complete piece to say, OK, this is what he said. I'm going to react to that. My thing is, after you react to that, I think it's best before you fly off the handle to read the full column so you can get a better understanding of the of the quote in its context because Correct. right after he said that right after he had voiced his concerns about the offense he also said that look I'm going to be as optimistic as I can be and I'm going to try to make it work because yeah. that part was left out of it it was and now but the thing is what people will do today is again it's never anyone else's responsibility it's someone else's well that's the athletic. I don't pay for the athletic, so I can't read it. Okay, then don't comment on it. How about that? 
if you don't know it out of context, number one. And number two is, well, it's because all you evil websites, you clickbait me by saying it. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I don't know about you, Mo, when I'm on the internet nowadays, when I see something, and every once in a while they trick me too, but every, when, I, when I see things... And I see especially a, a, an explosive headline or, or a baiting, seems like a baiting headline. I'm like, uh, let me see what this is about before I pass judgment on it. Because they're saying, I mean, even one of the Raider websites printed something the, yesterday to the effect of, do the Raiders have a Devontae Adams problem? I forgot which site it was. Maybe Silver and Black Pride, I can't remember. But anyway, it's like... What does that mean? Like you're you're if somebody didn't read the other piece, now they're gonna read this. Oh, see, there's a problem. No, they didn't say that. They're asking the question, is there a problem? Now, if you read the piece, do they say it's a problem? You have to read it to find out. So so I understand people get sucked in by that because we all fall prey to it mm -hmm. occasionally. Mm -hmm. But but you guys have to read and and it, oh, it's behind a paywall. Okay, fine. Then somebody who has it say, hey, and I saw a lot of screen grabs of exactly what you were just talking about which was the quote that was quoted followed by the, hey, I'm still committed. So it, it's been out there, and people are still on the Devontae Adams. Okay, if we trade Adams to this team and that team, it's like, if you look at the salary cap hit and you look at the realities of this situation, not going to happen. Let, let's be real here, Scott. Let's keep it 100, as the kids say out in yeah. the streets, right? Yeah, yeah. After Derek Carr was benched, what were a portion of Raider fans – uh, what were some Raider fans saying? Devontae Adams is not going to stand for this. Right. They're 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 parting they're ways buddies. parting ways with his boy. He's going to ask yeah. out. And I yeah. think a lot of people. And what do we always say? People want to be proven right. They do. So if this was uh if this was a fissure between Adams and the front office for him to ask for out, those people who said that Devontae Adams would throw a temper tantrum and want to leave Las Vegas, they would be proven right. So I right. I would believe that a lot of people who felt that way then feel that way about the situation now that Devonte Adams is going to be yeah. traded within the next six to six months, six to eight months. And I just, I would just tell people that if you look at his motivation for coming to Las Vegas, as I mentioned, his family wanted to validate himself away from a top tier quarterback, a league MVP winning quarterback, a four time league MVP winning quarterback. Mm -hmm. You would understand that it's not a situation where he could be critical and still be committed. Just right. because you're critical of something doesn't mean you want out. We all work at jobs, right, where we don't agree with something a boss or a manager or supervisor yeah. said. Does it mean that we're looking for a new job at that moment? No, we just disagree at that moment with the way things are headed, and we'd rather things be different, but we're still going to come to work if you're a professional, which Devontae Adams is. You're still going to come to work and give yeah. 100%. Yeah, and it's also, by the way, um, a signal to his new quarterback Right. There's there's a lot of read between the lines and stuff like that, that people and it's yeah. not a negative thing. It's it's leadership. Actually, Devontae Adams yeah. is stepping out as the leader of the offense because Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't done it yet because he hasn't even been on the field for the Raiders. Yeah. So yeah. so Devontae Adams, who did it when Derek Carr was benched too, stepped up to be the leader of the offense. He's stepping up and saying, hey, I got we don't see eye to eye on things. We'll see where it goes. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's sending the signal to quarterback. He's speaking for his teammate, Josh Jacobs, who basically feels the same way from what we've ascertained from what he said. So, so there's a lot of uncertainty there when you have all that change. And a leader will step up and say, hey, yeah, I don't see eye to eye. I'm not sure where this is going, but I'm committed. I'm going to be here. I'm going to work on it. And, and, and we'll do the best that we can. The one thing I didn't want to talk about on Twitter because I didn't want to start a whole 
you know, car wars <laughs> conversation was this is a departure from what Carr used to do when he would get at the podium. And we talked about this a lot on the show. You can tell when something is bothering Carr. Now, he didn't crack on the surface until, you know, last year when he got at the podium and he had that emotional press conference. But usually yeah. in the offseason, Carr will get at the podium whether he likes – we don't know what he's really thinking because he always says, oh, we're, we're doing great. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Everything's hunky-dory. That's not Devontae Adams. Devontae no. Adams is a lot more transparent with what he actually thinks. Yeah. I'm not saying Derek Carr is a liar, but I'm saying no. that Derek Carr is not going to get Different the podium and, and, and criticize the coaching staff or the front office. That's just not who Carr is, and that's fine. Devontae Adams is a different type of person at the podium. He's going to tell you exactly how he's feeling, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way Carr handled things at the podium. They're just yes. two different people on how they handle things going on in their lives and their careers. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And so, so yeah, people just need to chill out. That's okay. Basically. But yeah. but some of them won't because they they want it to happen. It's crazy, but they do. And that's okay. That's their right. They can do whatever they want as a fan. All right. We're going to quickly move on to our, our mailbag segment where we answer your questions. You can mail us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverblacktoday.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at LV Gully, and he is at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can send your questions there, too. All right, Josh from North Las Vegas sends us our first question here, Mo. It says, I don't understand how you guys undervalue Josh Jacobs as, Jess Jacobs as a part of the Raiders. Without him last year, they are nothing. How can you both justify not paying the man when he deserves everything that comes to him? I think you're both wrong. Again, Josh in North Las Vegas. Let me just start out, Josh. Thank you for listening, by the way, and also thank you for your note. But Josh, come here. I got to talk to you for a second, Josh. We don't undervalue him. The NFL and the owners and the teams value, set the value on running backs. Not Mo and Scott, who aren't, we don't make decisions in the NFL. We don't, we don't decide his value. The NFL market decides its value. Just like I don't decide the value of Apple stock. The market decides that. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The market value of Josh Jacobs is not $15 million a year. They tagged him at 10 and a half. That's his value. If you listen to the show, which I know you do, Mo and I have been completely complimentary of Josh Jacobs and what he's been able to do over the last year. He deserves all the credit in the world. But you're not going to overpay for a player at a position if the market value is significantly lower than that. Look at Saquon Barkley in New York with the Giants. Is he getting an $18 million deal that people thought he might get? No, he's not. What about Austin Eckler? What's he up to? Hmm. So I just want to make it clear, Josh, we're not setting his value and undervaluing him. The NFL, Mo, is setting his value. The other thing, the other thing I want to say to Josh is I think I've mentioned this at least. I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself. But I, I've always said that, you know, if Josh Jacobs is willing to take, you know, 13, maybe 14 mm -hmm. million, and there and there can be the middle ground there. That's fine. 
But as you said, with the market value the way it is, you're not going to pay a running back 15, 60 million. It's not that we don't think Josh Jacobs deserves, you know, financial security and a new deal. No, we're no. saying for for what he might ask for, 15, 16 million is it's not a financially sound move based on what the market has dictated. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. Jo- uh, he, our, our email says, what would the Raiders be without Josh Jacobs? What would the Giants have been without Saquon Barkley last year? <laughs> exactly. And he, he, by the way, Saquon Barkley rejected a $14 million deal. Yep. So it's not about not valuing a player. It's about coming to a middle ground on a contract, on a contract number. You're not saying you're not worth a new deal. We're saying we need to come together and agree on a specific number. So I think that's where the hangup is between Josh, our emailer, and, and, and us is that we're not saying don't pay Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. We're saying if they're going to pay him, it has to be at a market value number where you're not exceeding $15, $16 million for a low premium right. position. Like you said, if he wants to take $12, $13.5 million, I'm all for it. That would be value. That would be good. And and you 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 lock him up. So we'll see what they do. But Josh, thank you again, man, for your question. We appreciate it. And for you listening to the show. All right, we go on to Northern California, to Fremont, to be specific. Larry up in the Bay Area, East Bay. He says, hey, guys, I am on board with you and your win-loss predictions. What has to happen in free agency between now and the start of the season for the Raiders to maybe improve that win total by two games to either nine or ten wins? That's Larry in Fremont. Mo, I know you just did a column up on SportsNot, right, about some free agents? I did one on undrafted free agents. I, I think uh, McClendon Curtis is probably the guy that I think makes the roster at guard. But to mm-hmm. answer the emailer's question about veteran free agents, they definitely have to go get a linebacker. If they don't get a linebacker, the defense is not going to make vast improvements. That To me, that's just my philosophy, that if you're revamping a defense, you have to have the quarterback of your defense set in stone. That centerpiece is very important. You saw what Denzel Perryman did over the past two years. I know he's not the best cover defender, but he played he played at a Pro Bowl level. He, you know, Raiders defense didn't make humongous strides, significant, significant strides, but it was a start in the right direction. And, and I think when you have again, when you have the centerpiece of your defense, that guy is getting other players lined up. That guy's covering the middle of the field. When you have mm-hmm. tight ends like Travis Kelsey in your division. You have to shore up the middle of the field in today's NFL because there are too many pass-catching tight ends coming in. There are athletic running backs who now catch out of the backfield. The first thing they have to do is get a linebacker. The other thing I would get is a veteran quarterback, now the cornerback. Now, they had Marcus Peters in early in the week for a visit. No word on on a contract or what's going on there, but they have to have a veteran cornerback back there to challenge some of the young corners and and the younger corners on the back end of that secondary because... You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You're yeah. trying to win that division. If you're trying to win that division, one way you do it, get to the quarterback with your D-line. The other way, you got to cover their their playmakers on the back end of the field. Right, which is why we started the show talking about Tyree Wilson. That's why you drafted Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. You're in the AFC West. you got to put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So uh, they bet this year on going up front to do it. And so we'll see what they can do to button up the back. But thanks for the email. We certainly appreciate it. All right, Mo, we are out of time. On this show, right. we, we went long on the Devontae Adams uh, um, stuff, which yeah, was fine. It was a I good had discussion. To, I had to eat off. a Snickers on that one. <laughs> I, 
a Snickers. Myself, yeah. There you go. Definitely. Yeah, I, I know. I like those commercials. They're good. All right, man. What do you got coming up this week that people, uh, the remainder of the week, as we talk to everybody on Thursday, anything coming up Friday this weekend people need to watch for as it comes up out of the, the pen or the laptop of Mo Moten? The NFL's all underrated team. There might mm. be some Raiders on that list. I picked one player at each position that had some honorable mentions of underrated players across the league. And there, I will say, just a, just a quick teaser, might be some Raiders on that list. The other thing is I'm going to get into OTA storylines at the beginning of next week, end of this week, just to get people ready about you know what to look for at OTAs. Because as we said, it's not more about what the players do on the field because they're in shorts and T-shirts, but about position, where guys are lined up, who are they lining up with. I think that's important. I'll have a storyline piece out, out on sports, not just going over those aspects. There you go. See, we never leave you without great content, whether it be here on audio, on video, or in the written format. Whatever you need to keep track of your Las Vegas Raiders, we got it for you. Mo, we will see you again early next week as we roll into this. We're getting closer to the kind of doldrums of the summer. We got a few more weeks. Obviously, OTA is coming up. We'll get that. And then... And then it gets into the 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 Netherlands, the the desert of if you will of the NFL year, where not a lot happens. But uh, until that time, we're going to give this uh, give these folks some great content. And even during that time, we're going to do some cool stuff. We're going to do some books, get some authors on to talk about some great football stories. Uh, so we will not leave you or abandon you during that time when you're just starving for football, right? Summer story time with Scott and Mo. That, that should be a nice little. Nice little oh, segment. We, we got to get rocking chairs for that, right? <laughs> rocking chairs and grandma rocking sweaters. Chairs, little book. Yeah, grandma sweaters. All right. All right, my friend. I'll, I will see you uh, on Tuesday. Sounds good. All right. There you have it. Thank you guys all for being with us here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio. Do us that favor. We would appreciate it so much. Subscribe, hit the auto download. That way, every time we push a new show, you get it all without having to do anything. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you again. We've been a little uh, uh, derelict in our chat duty there uh, due to my schedule, but I will be back in there for this show, and as you saw, and so we will have fun with that as well. So make sure you subscribe and also hit the notifications bell on uh, YouTube. All right. So for our producer, David Stepanian, which who we wish a very safe travel schedule. He's going over to his uh, Armenia, his native Armenia. So we wish him the best over there. For my co-host, Momo, and I am Scott Branson. Take care, Raider Nation. We will talk to you on Tuesday. <laughs>